All right, guys, what is up? It is the 75th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. Tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. Pretty much the entire show is going to be call-ins. Um, I've got a survey, which I kind of posed to social media over the last uh, week or two, and it netted some pretty interesting feedback. Um so let's hop right into this. I'm going to drop the join link here. Um, only join if you're going to be answering the question of tonight's show, um, which is essentially here. I'll put it up on the screen just so we can kind of uh, get started on this because I have a feeling we're going to be busy with this most of the night. Um, let's see here. Present, share screen. So I put this on the uh, Twitter tab and on the community tab and all that sort of stuff. And um, the question is, men, there's two 30-year-old identical twin sisters, both gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship with? A divorced single mom of three with a notch count of two or her twin that spent her 20s partying, traveling, and racking up a notch count of 50 plus. This is what most guys seem to deal with when it comes to dating, especially if they're dating about 30 plus, which happens to be most of the guys that call into my show and most of the guys watching. Um you're kind of left with two options, right? <laughs> um, sometimes you've got option one, which is a combination of option one and two. But I wanted to pose this just simply to get feedback from you guys on what you would pick. I wasn't sure what the answers were going to be. I was kind of surprised that most people and you know the result was, let me just see if I can blow this up so you guys can see it a little bit better. <clears throat> the result was 61% uh, of guys voted for a divorce single mom with a small notch count versus a single gal but with a whole bunch of notches so men are apparently so disgusted by female promiscuity they would pick a single mom over a gal with no kids but had been with a whole bunch of guys so i wanted to give you guys an opportunity tonight to sort of call in and feedback on this um of course offer a better solution there's no third option it's it's, it's one or the other so you need to pick one or the other and then tell me why and then I want you to provide me with a potential better solution as you see it, that it may exist. So uh, let's remove that from the screen. I see I've got a few friends that are already jumping in here. I'm going to drop the join link in the live chat on YouTube. And we'll get started on this right away. Uh, that is pinned at the top. So all you have to do is click that from YouTube and you can uh, share your experience. So let's give it to uh, 50 Shades. Uh, to kick off with and see what he's got. What is up, my friend? Hey, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. So uh, the poll the poll question, my friend, is there's two identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship with? I'm talking long-term, not short-term, not a plate. This is a long-term relationship. She's a divorced single mom with three young kids, notch count of two, or her twin that spent her 20s racking up a big notch count, partying, traveling, and has probably been about 50-plus guys? Ouch. That's a great question. I want to know who came up with it. They deserve a pat in the back because it could be one of the greatest questions ever in the uh, uh, in this field. Um, me, personally, probably the mom because the expectations of the party girl are going to be stratospheric. Okay. Um, and is there a better solution to this? God, well, we all know what the better solution is, is better men. Better men would not result in this situation. 
I would have to agree with that. I think that if you had better options and you wouldn't have to, like, uh, would you say this is what, 80, 90, 70% of like the dating sphere out there that you normally would deal with? Um, well, <laughs> out of these two know, options? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's because of weaker societal males over a generational period that has, you know, led to these situations. I'd also argue that it's because women tend to be forgiven as well for a lot of their uh, past. Um, they get a free pass on a lot of things in lives too, it seems. Um, yeah. But okay. Here, here's my thing. The, the, mm. the, the second one with the high notch count and all the party years, she's going to settle down for, you know, a beta box. But a couple of years into that, Chad's going to come rolling out of the gym while she's coming out of Whole Foods some Saturday afternoon, and she's going to go right back and hit that pipe again. Yeah, that's a big problem that women have when they have difficulty forming a monogamous pair bond to a guy. If they've already been with a bunch of guys, it's like, oh, if number 51, and you know she settles down with him and things aren't going her way, number 52 is very easy for her to move on to. It's, it's just uh, it's a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Oh, completely. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I got a bunch of guys that are starting to pile in here that want to chime in. Uh, 50, thanks for hopping in. I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing some uh, thoughts on this. All right. Um, we got, let's give it to Moff. Moff's in the house. What's up? What is up? What's happening? How you doing, man? Good. Man. So um, I'll just repeat the question again, uh, just for those of, you know, the folks that are coming a little later. So um, you're out there dating. You've, you've, been spinning plates there's two 20 sorry there's two identical 30 year old twin sisters both gorgeous who would you rather be in a relationship with long term divorced single mom of three with a notch count of two let's say you know she married and stayed with the same guy for 10 years and you got the option of her twin sister who spent her 20s partying traveling uh running around and racking up a fairly large count of 50 plus who would you choose because that seems to be the dichotomy most guys seem to be facing right now when they're dating right yeah, and let's be clear. I know you said this at the beginning, but there is no third option. There's no option for guys to come on the show and say, I wouldn't choose either. Like, that's not a thing. So you've got to be within the parameters of the question. Um, I, I think it's a promiscuous, childless woman, man. I mean, I think that your average chick nowadays is 100 notch count is a, a walk in the park for a lot of women, um, especially attractive ones. Uh, I made a joke earlier where I was like, some, some guy asked, like, well, we talk about 100 or 25. I was like, 25 basically is virginity. So let's just let's just <laughs> call it 100. Um, but when you talk about the baggage and you talk about all the extra responsibility and all the additional headaches, it's going to be a headache either way. But I think you got to just go with the lesser of the two evils here. And I think that's just somebody that um, if you want to have kids, um, if you want to uh, not wind up taking care of somebody else's kids, I think a promiscuous single woman is going to be uh, the way to go. Um, I, I found in my experience that, you know, single mothers that I've run into or um, spoken to or, or maybe even had short flings with, um, I've always found them to be more entitled and more with, with higher inflated senses of egos than just a random chick who spent her 20s sport bagging, basically. Mm. Um, and far more along the lines of, I know what I'm worth. I'm not going to settle for less. And uh, this, what that, do you think that other. is? So I, I think 
it's a really good question as to why their 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 ego is so inflated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's it has a lot to do with um, they've now gotten maybe it's because they've had their kids and they've sort of gotten past the whole beta buck side of their hypergamy. And now they're right back to looking for alpha fucks again mm-hmm. um, because they've achieved that sort of, I've had my kids, I've done what I need to do. I've reproduced. And now, uh, but for they've also, I think more likely gone through a period where they're not with their child's father for a reason. And that reason is most likely because they left. So now they're looking at men as, Men are inadequate. You know, I had a guy that I thought was going to be my forever. He's the father of my children. I have multiple men who are fathers of my children, and they turned out to not be shit. So I've gone through all these men, and I've given them my best years, and I've given them my body, and I've given them children, and they've turned out to be POSs, in Mm -hmm. her words. So I think more so um, they perceive a man not living up to his full expectation. Because not every woman that just spends her 20 sport banging is going to think every dude she sleeps with is going to be the one. But mm-hmm. if she's willing to have kids with this guy and she says, this guy is going to be the guy. And then he turns out to be that sort of, you know, loser in tinfoil instead of the knight in shining armor. I think there's a, a higher level of resentment that comes as a byproduct of that. Hmm. Okay. All right. And um, what, what, what percentage of gals on the dating marketplace do you think fit into one of these two categories? Wow. I mean, it's more than 50%. I, I would say it's between 60 and 70. I, I, it's, it depends on the age range. Yeah. I mean, you know, the older you get, the higher proclivity you're going to have as, as, as far as single mothers and, and um, women that have high notch counts. But mm. um, you got to deal with your own sets of problems if you're going to date younger too. They're, usually it's not these as much, but you know, if you're a dude that's dating late 20s, anywhere above that you're dealing with, usually it's, it's a pretty safe bet. You're going to run into mostly these, these types of women. Got it. Okay. Appreciate the feedback. Thanks, Moff. See you, brother. Peace. All right. Um, got a few other guys waiting to hop in. Let me grab the super chat real quick. He says, what are your thoughts on displays of public affection? I was just in a part of the world where they are highly discouraged. Yes, it is an insecurity, but it seems that they are often done to provoke. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody about this. I think I could have sworn it was Jaron. Um, where having displays of public affection is is not acceptable where they were. Um, look, I think, you know, when in Rome, right? If, if the norm where you're at has an expectation that you behave a certain way, um, you don't want to stand out in that regard, especially if it's not home, home turf. Um, you can run into all sorts of problems when you try to you know, uh, stand out and do things that are in violation of uh, cultural norms where you're at, you know, where you're traveling. So, you know, your displays of affection can be done elsewhere. They don't always have to be in public is my take. Um, speaking of Jaron, uh, we got him next. Let's throw him in. Um, hey, buddy. Got Echo. Just hey. Hey. The show. Yep. Just made my TV. How's it going? Here, hold on. I've got an old yeah. school stereo. Let me turn it off. No problem. Go ahead, man. That's what happens when you've got two of the lines running at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I have vented stereo, so I thought I could control it from the TV, but apparently that is not the case. Was that, so, was that you that we were talking to about public display, public displays of affection? You were traveling somewhere and it was uh, frowned upon? Or was I talking to somebody else? 
we've talked about that before, not too much. Where I'm at currently, I don't see it as much as I did back in the day, but um, I have been to countries where it's kind of looked down upon. So like you said, you really just got to follow the lay of the land. And then if you do that, you're normally okay. Where I'm yeah, at now. trouble that way. Yeah, I went out the other night and uh, a lot of the younger kids do it because most people here live with their families until they're married. So that introduces some new considerations into the equation. Mm-hmm. I live by myself, so I have no I have no reason to do that. If, if I want to make out someone, you know, just get the chick back to the house. So let me pose a question to you then. So yep. there's two identical gals, both 30 years old. They're twin sisters, both gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a long-term relationship with? A divorced single mom of three, small kids with a notch count of two. She married and had the children with the second guy she was with, or her twin who spent her 20s partying, traveling, and racking up a notch count of 50 plus. I had to give this one a little bit of thought at first. Uh, I know that a lot of guys, they say, well, you know, neither would be ideal. Obviously, that would be ideal, but this is a question for a nice debate. So I think after thinking more so, I'm firmly planted in the team horror category, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll break down if you give me a minute here why. Okay. So. First, we need to define relationship. A lot of guys in the space, they when they think relationship or LTR, they think of a two-way monogamy type model. I talk about this all the time. Uh, with a girl that's a higher notch count, the one-way monogamy thing probably won't work. But uh, again, neither is the ideal option. But in this scenario, the way I answer, I'll do it based on the way I date, which is like an MLTR with uh, FWB. MLTR is multiple long-term relationship. FWB is friends with benefits type model. So mm. it's a hybrid type model. Keep that in mind for my answer. Now, I understand why guys would do the divorce woman type thing. You know, there are some pros and cons. The lower notch counts, obviously, more desirable. Could be an option if you have kids of your own, like you're a single dad, you have custody of them, and you want like a Brady Bunch type situation. If the kids are older, then that could be a good thing. Like a girl, that happens all the time here. Girls will get married real young. They're like 32, maybe to 35 years old, and their kids are already out of the house, or the kids are studying in a different country off with the dad. So you can get some really hot, classy chicks that – yeah, they're technically single moms. They're not single moms in the sense where they're living off the government or they have low paying jobs. They're usually pretty well taken care of. And they're from higher class families, but they married an alpha and the guy ran off with some other chick and the guy takes care of the kids. I, I've come across that quite a bit here. So I can see that being ideal under those certain circumstances. However, if you're talking like the U.S. Canadian type crowd, uh, you got to be careful, especially if you cohabitate. We all know this, that once you introduce a male into the family who's not of the bloodline, that is one of the most dangerous things you can do for your own kids. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, well, guess what? Now you do have kids. Uh, you're at risk of having to pay child support potentially in a lot of these Western nations. So you definitely don't want to do that. And again, this is all just in hopes of why most guys get into LTRs, which is just for unlimited access, or they think it's unlimited access to unlimited poon, which usually dries mm-hmm. up. It, metaphorically and literally after a, uh, a while. So follow-up question to you on this yep. is this seems to be what most men have to choose from on the sexual marketplace today when they're dating. Uh, what percentage of women do you think this makes up in your demographic where you're at in Mexico? Ooh, in Mexico, it's a little different. I'd say maybe between the two over f- here. Yeah. Um, I'd say 30, 40% uh, okay. between the two here. It, it, my view is kind of warped too, because I, I hang out in circles. I hang out with single girls. I go out in places where people are single and looking to mingle. I don't really hang out. There's a lot of conservative people here, but I'm not necessarily in those circles. So I don't go to mass every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the types of events or hang out in the circles where it's like really super traditional family. So that 
being honest, that kind of skews my view a bit. I hang out are in there, Are there a lot areas. less single moms in Mexico or is it that there's a lot less promiscuous women in Mexico or is it just, it's just an even balance of both? It's kind of a class thing. Uh, in, the, in the higher class, you don't really see single moms. Um, when, in the lower class, you do. I think that's pretty much how it is worldwide, where if you're lower socioeconomic status, then actually having kids could be seen as a money-making type venture because a lot of times they'll go out, they'll work their low-paid jobs. But if you have five kids, for example, all that money gets pooled back into the family, whereas the, the wealthier people, and again, I think this is worldwide, wealthier mm -hmm. people typically have less kids. Got it. Unless they're uber wealthy, then they have a ton. But uh, let, uh, let me get to my pros for the for the hose, and I'll, I'll get oh, okay. on out of here real yeah, quick. Yeah. So obviously hose, a little less able to pair bond. Uh, but both the single mom and notch count chicks, they're likely to have some sort of baggage. So And usually it's about the same. Moff identified it. The divorce chicks, are a lot of times, are usually a little more entitled, and they're a little more kind of pushy in the relationship because they they need you to come in and be that resource provider or provisioner. So that causes some issue, too. A lot of the high-notch count girls, they really don't care. And like the way I'm dating now, I really don't care either. I'm doing kind of the multiple thing. I'm mm -hmm. looking for like a main chick or maybe higher quality MLTR type candidates. But in the meantime, like Richie says all the time, you have to you have to sh go through a bunch of the S before you can get the quality. So regardless if you're actually looking for whores or not, you're going to come across them. So I always say like might as well have some fun um, and choosing availability. Um, availability is a big thing too. Is she attracted to and is she available? The divorce mom, sometimes they're not as available. The kids will always come first. Guys that have dated divorce moms, single moms, uh, they know these things, but if you're like in, in an F WB MLTR type scenario, I say the girl that's more available Fun, high notch count, uh, definitely go for that. And then as a bonus, a lot of times the high notch count girls, they're usually open to bring it or more open to bringing other girls into the mix. Whereas the divorce chick, maybe not so much. You know, she has the kids to contend with. Uh, she might be worried about her reputation, although, you know, she's a single mom. Then at some point she kind of gave that up to a degree. But uh, again, overall, neither is really an ideal choice. But for me and the way I run my dating life right now, I'm in, I'm firmly planted in team whore. Okay. Thanks for that, Jerry. All right. Cheers. Appreciate it, man. Cheers. All right. So that's so 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 team pr promiscuity, team team horror, as Jaron called it, seems to be uh, still a favorite. But according to the poll results, um, guys were still put off quite a bit by uh, promiscuous women, and most of them picked the single mommy. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, we got Trent here that wants to chime in. So, Trent, I'm going to pose a question to you again, my friend. There are identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a long-term relationship with? Divorced single mom of three with a notch count of two. She married the second guy that she was with in her early 20s. Or her twin sister that spent her 20s partying, traveling, and racking up notches with a bunch of guys over 50. Which one do you pick and why? You know, I'd say I go with the, the higher notch count woman in my case. Okay. Why is that? Well, partially. So just for some context i'm in my mid-20s currently and when i was younger i dated a single mom with with three children kind of the low-hanging fruit yeah. Bef yeah before i was even red-pilled or anything so i'm glad that i didn't commit it's actually my parents who told me like you cannot be spending your time with this lady she's just there very even with having three kids she had the baby rabies as mm. i would put it mm. um but i think with the higher notch kind that's most kind of women around my age anyway Mm -hmm. And if I was an LTR, I'd probably be dating non-monogamously. So what do you what do you think the average notch count of gals in your dating range is where you live right now? 
So I'm in uh, Minnesota, so I would say like in the metro area, girls in the 20s or 30s, I would say it's probably up in the 30 to 40, 40 guys. That's pretty I knew girls in college that were 20 plus by 19. 20 plus by 19. Okay. So you're, so you're in Jaron's camp. You're in team Hora then. Yes. Yeah. So see, that's interesting. Anybody that would have dated a single mom, I think would also pick the latter. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys what my thinking is, you know, on this towards the end, you know, once we get through everybody, um, is there a better solution to this? So let me ask you this. So what percentage of the gals in your dating marketplace fall into these two categories single mommies or promiscuous women like is it like it sounds like it's quite a lot if the average notch count in your area is like 30 40. yeah i mean in the 30s i don't see as many single moms they're kind of towards the latter end of their 30s early 40s so most girls my age that i know that are dating don't have kids mm. so i'm more used to seeing those with a higher notch count than single moms but um, what are we talking again, 50 60 70 percent Say it again. 50, 60, 70%. Like, what do you think the percentage is? Yeah, I would say or probably experience. 60, 70. Yeah, I'd be around that range. Interesting. Okay. All right, Trent. Thanks for popping in, man. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. All right. Um, if we have time towards the end, guys, I may take some extra questions as well. Um, but I want to stay on topic here for, for the show. And... Uh, give as many people an opportunity to hop in. I'm just going to make some room. Um, so if I just kick you from the back studio, just go to YouTube and watch over there. Um, it just makes room because I only have room for 10 people to uh, hop into the green room area. So I'm just going to kick a few guests waiting there. Nothing personal. All right, let's give it to Wahlberger. All right. Hey, how you doing, Rich? Wahlberger, how are you doing? You got a lot of background noise, so I'm just going to mute you for a second. Um, I'm not sure if you can move somewhere else, but it's a little bit quieter. So the question is, uh, you've got the option of dating two women, a divorced single mom of three with a notch count of two. She married the second guy that she was with in her early 20s or her twin sister who spent her entire 20s partying, traveling and racking up a large notch count of 50 plus. Which one do you pick and why? You're going to have to unmute your or here. I can do it for you. Go ahead. Yeah, Rich, it's uh, it's all about the compliance of the woman, as, as you have stated many times. Um, so, but from my experience, and I have an experience, and sometime I'd like to very much tell you about it and show how much benefit I've had with what you've had to say. Um, but from my experience, the fact of the matter is that I would go for the woman with the higher notch count, very likely, in that when you have got kids, or she has kids, there's no replacing the bio dash. And that's a good thing in society altogether. People need to realize that so dads get stay involved. But there's no replacing that bio dad. He's got to be involved. And if not, like they're just going to be embittered to you, regardless of how good you are to them. So, okay. But if you, have, if you have an incredibly compliant woman either way, then you go with that one. <laughs> but the only differential is what you said. If it's just kids, I'd go with the notch count. Got it. Okay, so we got another one for Team Whore. I'm going to let you go, Wallbringer, because your audio is not so hot with a noisy background, but thank you. Rich. Thank you for all your help, man. I appreciate it. Love to chat with you another time. I've got a long, You're welcome. good story to tell you. All right, man. Pop in next time when you got some better uh, sound. Thanks. All right. Um, so 
That's that's interesting because the live call-ins are not reflecting what the survey results were. The survey results were in favor of the single mommies, but the live call-ins are in favor of the notch counts. I think the guys that are calling in seem to be hitting it from a angle of experience. And anybody that's dated a single mom tries like generally stays away from them when they've had bad experience, which is like all the time. So um, anybody trying to rationalize that, I guess was probably doing it with the survey results, but I'm going to take a look at some of the comments and those in a little bit too. I've got a few more people that want to chime in here. Uh, let's give Andy a stab at this. Andy, how you doing, brother? Rich, what's up, my brother? Good. So let me pose you the question again. So men, all right, we've got two identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship with? You've got a divorced single mom with three small kids, notch counted two, married the second guy that she was in her, in her early 20s, or her twin sister that spent her 20s partying, traveling, racking up a large count of 50 plus. Which one do you pick for a long-term relationship? Easy. I'm with Jaron and Chris all the way. Team whore by far. Simple reasons are as such. Simple reasons are as such. Um, both you and I had the single mommy experience. We know you will never, ever matter. And a very frustrating thing is, is they never have any time to do anything. Um, even if you are out with them and it's just the two of you, her babysitting time is limited. My mom's calling. She wants to know when you guys, when are you coming home and you got to stop what you're doing and go at least with the promiscuous woman. Your time isn't so limited and constrained by the children and you have a better opportunity at that LTR of succeeding because those children aren't in a way and blocking the success of the relationship because of just who they are. They're, they're kids. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of time. And like you said, you never matter. You do not matter. They want you strictly for resource and to clean up the mess they made with their lives. Um, mm -hmm. Is there a better alternative? I would say go down to your low twenties. If you're high value enough, problem is there is one, they want to go out constantly Two, they want to stay out till three in the morning when they do go out. Um, and then I guess the third one is eventually they're going to want a baby. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, right now I just started to date and see a 35 year old woman, very, very pretty. Um, no kids, never been married. Nice job. As far as her past, I'm going to be honest with you, Rich. I really don't want to know how many guys you've slept with. It doesn't really matter as long as you don't have an STD or, you know, or something like that. It's really none of my concern because by this time you're going to have a lot of sexual partners. Uh, both Chris and Jaron brought that up already. I mean, they're going to be up there. Moth was right on, but the 25, you're basically a virgin, unfortunately. Let me ask you um, a follow up. Based on your experience in your uh, sexual marketplace where you live, like in that demographic, what percentage of women do these two categories represent so the single moms or the promiscuous ladies sometimes you know single moms are also the promiscuous ladies too by the way but um what percentage of available women does this represent where you live i'm in cincinnati ohio it's 80 20 80 percent of your women especially on dating apps they all have kids and i even put on my profile the last time i did one single moms get to step and go ahead smash that big x at the bottom of the screen i'm not taking care of billy and timmy and we already know they're your quote whole world and they come first we get that you don't have to tell us okay i hope so it. yes it's about 80 20. okay thanks man appreciate it thanks rich all right uh let me grab nick here and see what he's got for us nick how you doing buddy hey rich what's up 
Good. So the question again is, there's two identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both absolutely gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship with? A divorced single mom with three small kids with an Achikan of two. She married the second guy in her early 20s. Or her twin sister that spent her 20s partying, traveling, and racking up notches with about 50-plus guys. Which one would you pick for a long-term relationship? Yeah, I'll answer that. I just, uh, if I may, I want to say thank you first for your ideas to get a motorcycle and jo join a dojo. It's been awesome, so thank you. And cool. uh, now your answer. Um, I haven't been with many girls, but the ones I have been with, neither of them had a notch count higher than one. So thinking everything above one is kind of gross for me right mm -hmm. now and the uh, pair bonding uh, reason is a good reason so i would have to say the single mommy but i'm getting kind of mm -hmm. young i don't think it's uh, relevant right now but if i would live? Have to, i live in israel okay so in the dating marketplace where you live um what percentage of available women are represented by the two choices that i put in the survey so single moms or promiscuous women like what do they account for i don't think there are a lot of, a lot of single moms but i do see a lot of promiscuous women especially in their party years when they're young mm. what do you think the percentage of women in your dating marketplace represents that though i didn't understand your question well like if there's 100 available women in your dating marketplace, what percentage of those 100 women fall into the promiscuity category if uh, single moms aren't that prevalent? A promiscuity category out of 100, I would say um, it's very legitimized. Even all the women, they, they told her can go get it and do whatever they want. So I would say maybe even up to 50, like 40%, maybe even up to 50. Okay, so it's pretty common there too. All right, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. Have a good one. All right. Uh, let me grab a couple of these super chats and we'll keep uh, with the call-ins. Uh, Andre says, now what about a trans woman for this option? I, I don't know what that means, dude. That wasn't part of the survey questions. Uh, DL Saint, uh, super chat, great topic. Thanks. Uh, I'll grab you in a sec. I see you in the waiting area. Um, let me see here what else we got. Uh, all right. Let's, let's throw this over to Josh here. Um, Josh, how you doing, buddy? Great, thanks. How are you? Good. So I'm going to pose you the question. Uh, you've got two identical twin sisters, both absolutely gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship with? One of them is a divorced single mom of three small kids with a notch count of two. She married her husband, very young age, around 20, or her twin sister that committed to nobody, spent her 20s partying, traveling, and racking up a notch count of 50. Who would you choose? I'm going with the single mommy on this one. Okay, explain. I think it's circumstantial. So for me, I have two children. My son is four, my daughter is eight. And so mm -hmm. I already have children in my life. I love kids. So for me, I think it would be difficult bringing the promiscuous woman into my life because I'd be worried about what sort of values she teach my children, especially my mm -hmm. daughter. So the whole idea of the single mommy only having the two notch count is more appealing because I think loyalty is really important. I think in terms of long term, the lack of loyalty from the very promiscuous woman is going to be problematic like extremely problematic so Makes i really sense. think if um so i was going to ask you did you read my book i did yes and the and the chapter on on single moms did that um did that resonate yeah for sure okay all right good interesting yeah no i just wanted to see if you had the full frame from the perspective of which one you would pick but i could see exactly why you would do that given your circumstances all right man thanks for chiming in appreciate it josh yeah you're very welcome all right ciao all right. Um, 
DL Saint. What's up, my man? What's good, brother? How you feeling? Good. So I'm going to throw you the question. Uh, just keep it consistent. So you've got two gorgeous, absolutely identical twin sisters. Uh, who would you rather be in a relationship with? They're both 30. A divorced single mom of three. They're all small kids. Notch count of two. She married her husband, very young age of 20. Or her twin sister that ran around in her 20s, partying, committing to no one, traveled and racking up a notch count of 50. Who would you rather be in an LTR with? I take the I take the high body count at this age. Definitely take the okay. high body count. Uh, as a Come younger on. guy, if I were in, if I were a young man in my, you know, mid twenties, early thirties, not done the work, already did, you know, had all that, maybe I would consider the uh, the single mom, thinking that she'll be able to pair a bond at some point. You know what I mean? But mm. I would, I would definitely have to take the uh, the higher body count. Okay, um, where do you live? What percentage of women represent in these two categories on the entire sexual marketplace? I'm down here with Brother Moff. I'm down here in uh, in Tampa, and uh, I grew up in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I would say that the um, just making up numbers here, you know, I would say forty to forty five percent of women uh, that I you know encounter today uh, mm-hmm. fit into the the high body count uh, category, mm-hmm. and I'm considering high. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, them too. And I, I'm saying, uh, and okay. when I say high body count, I'm talking anything over 20 bodies, I'll consider a higher body count, so 20 and up. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I wonder, you know what, I'll run that as a survey. What do you consider a, a large body count? Because I think some people's perspective would be different than others, right? For sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, it depends on what generation you come out. You know, you know, being a Gen Xer, uh, coming up in Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, man, I, I, I don't think I ever, I was, I, let's put it this way. I've never been with a virgin. I, I'm 52 years old now, you know, and I started as a real young guy, you know what I mean? I started in my teens. So, um, for me, body count didn't mean anything because in our minds we're like, yo, all these women are smashing. There's no such thing as a virgin anymore. Now mm-hmm. that's me coming to, from the world that I came from. I, I would say my counterparts who came from maybe a more affluent background, uh, will scoff at that and maybe they were with virgins you know what I mean so I don't know mm-hmm. so I think you'll get I think that'll be all over the board uh, I'm curious to see what uh, what numbers did you come up with from that question yeah um, I will um, I'll let you guys know thanks man yeah holla at you bro yeah. peace all right peace all right good good uh, let me see what we got here in the chat we have uh, let's give Tony a shot here all right, Tony, what's good? Um, I'm going to throw you the question. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Good. Okay, let me throw you the question. Can you hear so, me? yep, you've got the choice of dating or, or sorry, get into a long term relationship with one of two 30 year old women. They're both twin sisters, identical, both gorgeous. You've got a divorced single mom of three small children, notch counted two. She married her husband at a very young age of 20, or her twin sister that spent her 20s running around, partying committing to none of these guys traveling and racking up a notch count of 50 plus, which one would you choose and why? At first I chose the, uh, uh, the mommy. And mm-hmm. then later on, I chose the, uh, promiscuous one. <clears throat> Reason right, being, I have children myself and I, yeah, I have children myself. So uh, I thought it would, I thought at the time that it would be safer, you know, to have another, uh, parent figure, you know, or another parent to be in a relationship with. Soon to come find out, as the gentleman was talking about earlier, the amount of time that needs to, um, you know, for, for both, for interactions, uh, just to be together, to go on dates, and so on and so forth. Even for us, it's a lot different. Um, 
they, we don't always get the children. The children are always with mainly the the uh, mother or mm-hmm. um, whoever's taking care of the children on the mother's side on the mother's time. So <clears throat> whether but whether that be her or anybody else in the family. So I found it kind of difficult to do that, and sure enough, there was a whole lot of them that were just riddled with attitude. I know a whole lot of them are not like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe I had spoken uh, to you, uh, Jaron and Moff, on uh, a question regarding, uh, I guess, expanding my um, my radius for in search of um, uh, a plate. So I did mm-hmm. that, and I find it a lot easier now to have uh, things scheduled a few days in advance and then go on a date. You're easily able to schedule out if you need to uh, with work mm-hmm. or time with children with somebody who's not you know not particularly um having children or any of that sort and i did go with the promiscuous um here and there but i find it a lot easier as a parent you know to do that rather than to deal with somebody who's riddled with attitude um boss queen or um uh, the kids are my whole world kind of deal (laughs) okay um, so let me just sort of follow up with that and get some clarity on your dating marketplace. So what what percentage of available women that you've uh, dated or seen out there fall into both of these two categories? Because, of course, you can have, you know, a 33-year-old gal that's got no kids and maybe a notch count of three, too, right? I would so say... Out of those two categories, what do you got? I would say about 70-30, 70, 70 being uh, single moms and 30 being... Um, single woman okay got it all right man thanks tony appreciate it can you hear me yep thanks take care all right um let's give it to chad we got a chad in the house we always get a chad in the house what's up chad how you doing rich pleasure to speaking to you um my name is not chad um i work in big tech so uh this is not anonymous name um, no problem we're gonna go we're going to go with Chad. It's a good choice. Let me just awesome. pose a question to you and I'll give you an opportunity to answer it. So you've got two identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both absolutely gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a relationship? One's a divorced single mom of three small kids, notch counted two, got married at the age of 20 with her husband. And you've got her promiscuous sister that spent her 20s running around, partying, traveling, uh, not committing to anybody and racking up a notch count of 50 plus. Who would you choose for an LTR? Yeah, so um, every woman I meet has a notch count of over 50. Uh, I'm 25. I every live, uh, I live in the States and uh, mm-hmm. I've also lived in Canada for a bit. And yeah, every woman I meet over 50. Uh, and what's interesting is this. Uh, one time I was at a bar and I had met uh, this girl who was with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, her boyfriend ended up being a loser and I ended up taking the girl from the boyfriend. But then when she was really drunk, she was telling me that she had a child back home. And I have okay. never in my life been as disgusted by anything I've ever heard in my life. So and she had a child back home and a boyfriend, and you stole her from their boyfriend with the child back home? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, sorry, which one would you choose? Divorce single mom or a single Team woman? Team whore all the way. More <laughs> Interesting. Um, in your dating marketplace where you live, I think you said like almost all girls you've dated are have notch counts. Um, but... If you were to combine a single mom and the uh, single promiscuous women into one category, what what percentage do they represent of available women to date where you live? 
probably I don't I don't know too many single mothers, uh, but I do know a lot of women that they have a notch count over fifty. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd say it's mainly that. But also, I live in a big city in, in, in the states, so uh, and I mainly associate with people like in their uh, mid to late twenties. So mid to late twenties, and they already have a notch count of fifty. Yep, very common. Got it. Mm, okay. All right. Well, appreciate you chiming in. Thanks, Chad. Thank you so much, Rich. You're one of my inspirations. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Well, this is this has been this is interesting. This is interesting. We're getting we're getting both sides here. We're getting some good explanations on both sides. Um, interesting to see what like we've heard from guys throughout most of the states, Israel, Mexico. Um, the 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 total count of gals available out there can be 30, 40 percent in places like Mexico or as high as 70, 80 percent and other places where you don't really have much to choose from. I mean, I didn't put option three, obviously, in this because the point of the survey was, would you rather be with a promiscuous gal or a single mom? And most people in writing, 61%, in fact, chose the single mom. So I'm going to get into the comments and that in a little bit. And I'll and I'll take some call-ins on any topics after that as well. Um, let's do one more here. So let's give it to... Uh, Oh, let's give it to Rico. Let's give it to Rico. Rico, how you doing, buddy? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you, Rich. Okay. So the question, I'm going to pose it to you again. Uh, two identical 30-year-old twin sisters, both absolutely gorgeous. Who would you rather be in a long-term relationship with? One is a divorced single okay. mom with three small kids with a notch count of two, married her husband at 20, or her twin sister that spent her 20s partying, traveling, racking up a count of 50 plus. Which one would you pick? It might seem weird because I'm only 26, but I would choose a single mom. Um, and that's okay, based explain. off some experience too. Okay. Um, I just feel like it shows more femininity for you to be able to be a single mom. And um, rather than like being a hoe, that's almost like masculine, in my opinion, going out in the streets. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, as long as they're a good mom. Now, if they don't care about their kids, that's a different story. But Have you ever dated a single mother before? Yeah, for nine months. It ended pretty terribly because the ex came back in the picture, baby daddy. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah. It... Have you have you read my book? Because I got a chapter on that topic too. I'm just wondering if you've covered it all. No, well, yeah, I, I read it, but not not I read it after that whole thing happened. So okay, okay, got yeah. it. All right. Well, it's interesting that you picked that, and appreciate your feedback on that. Um, follow up question. So in so in your sexual marketplace, like where you date right now. Uh, if you were to blend those two categories, single moms plus promiscuous women, what do they represent on the available women to date where you live? So, yeah, so I would say like 80% um, notch count, 20% uh, single mom. So you're, so you're saying 100% of the available women are either single moms or promiscuous? Oh, no, just between those two, but... Actually, I'm dating mo mostly, like I said, I'm 26. So I'm mostly dating girls in college. And I would say their notch count isn't crazy high. And they're also not mothers. So, Got it. Okay. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it. All right. Oh, I forgot to throw up Moff's question. Where's your shirt? Yeah, it's always funny. There's always a show you know, from time to time where you get a, you get the guys calling in shirtless. I wonder what would happen if I did an all-ladies show. Would I ever get a shirtless lady calling in? Probably not, right? Ladies don't do that. 
Um, let's see here. Okay, we have. All right, I think we I think we've hit on this from the Colin perspective. So what I'm going to do is I just want to go through some of the written responses to the survey because in writing, when people did the written survey, they the vast majority of people picked the single mom option, and most of the call-ins tonight seem to have, you know flipped it and we're on team whore basically. Uh, you know, as Jaron so eloquently put it. So let me just grab this and throw it up on the screen and we'll dig into a couple of the comments and then we'll, uh, we'll take call-ins on anything after that. Um, okay, here we go. Let's see what we got here for comments. So this guy, Jesse said, so picking another man save game or the chick who's possessed more DNA than an FBI crime lab sounds incredibly rewarding. So that was the point of the survey is to present a difficult choice because that seems to be what most men have the option to deal with, especially when they're older. Like if you're over 30 or 40, this is basically what you have to choose from. Maybe if you're in your twenties, you can avoid both of them for the most part. Um, but it's not, it's not a great choice. So, you know, this guy's basically like, you know, it's a pass. Uh, this guy would rather play call of duty modern warfare. This guy says, keep looking. Neither, I would rather die alone. Neither, two bad choices, walk away from both. Neither, no offense, but not even close to what I want. Neither, I'd pursue better options. Tough choice, but single mom. Body count too me means to me, she is likely a widow. Take my chances over a Ferris wheel. Uh, Siege says, neither of them, sorry. If I really love the second one, maybe. Sorry, I never date single moms. Lee says, by relationship, I'm guessing you you're referring to a long-term relationship. In that case, yes, I'd pick the single mom. So long as the three K are sorry, the three kids are from one man. Maybe he turned out to be a drunk abuser, loser, and she finally had enough. High notch count is far greater red flag, in my opinion, for an LTR. Um, easy option one. This guy picked. Going to work a lot harder. It was a good option, but twin. Okay, <laughs> this guy wants twins. He likes the twins idea. <laughs> uh, neither. Depends on the race of the children. If they're all my similar race, then there are be less social awkwardness. So single mom, um, like asking a Muslim to choose between ham and bacon. Okay. Uh, you did not say what type of relationship. This guy created his own survey, said neither. Use an easy answer, neither. It's like asking a vegan if they want full fat or skim milk. Okay. So point made, right? Gotcha. So I said earlier that I would, um, you know, share with you what I thought um, of this survey with the two options from my perspective, and I'm gonna have like I am I'm I'm gonna have to throw the dice in on uh, Team Horror actually. Um, you guys know my take on dating uh, single moms. Um, played them, don't date them is basically the extent that I would offer any kind of recommendation on. There's there's one exception, which I wrote about in the chapter of my book uh, that might make sense. So if you guys have read my book, you know it. If not, it's available on, on Amazon, The Unplugged Alpha. But I have an entire chapter that breaks down why you should generally stay away from single mothers. They're, they're incredibly bad choices for men, especially in long-term relationships for a variety of reasons. You can dig into that uh, chapter in the book. Um, but the problem with the 50 plus notches is she is a chances of her forming a healthy pair bond to you for a long-term relationship is going to be pretty slim. We talked about this earlier with one of the other guys, but look, if she's been with 50 guys and something doesn't go her way 
and she throws a hissy fit. It's very easy her, you know, for her to go, okay, Rich, well, you're guy 51. I'm just going to move on to guy 52 because like they just don't stick around. Um, believe it or not, the statistics are incredibly bad. So if you've, if you're a gal and you've been with more than uh, two to three guys, the chances of you being unhappy or disproportionately unhappy in a divorce, uh, the chances of having anxiety, the chances of having suicidal thoughts, the chances of being a single mom go up dramatically as the notches go up. So they make pretty bad choices for long-term relationships. The point being, you know, with the survey really was to just demonstrate that this seems to be what most men have to choose from. Uh, having to choose from one of those two options, I would have to go with Team Whore because I just don't deal with single moms in long-term relationships. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You do have a third option, which is neither of these two, which is dealing with women that are more of a complement to your life then going to complicate it like either one of these two options. But you have to be of a high enough value to be able to exercise those options, right? Um, you don't want to deal with disagreeable, like, you know, lady two, you know, sister two, tw twin sister two, the single but the promiscuous one, you know, because this is the one that most guys seem to have picked on this show. She is going to be a handful, okay? She's going to be hard for her to pair bond to. She's probably going to be a boss girl, She's probably run through a lot of guys. She could have STDs, never know. Sometimes, you know, stuff like that can pop up later on down the road. Um, she could cheat on you. You know, the chances of her, um, you know, betraying your trust if you commit to her in a long-term relationship goes up, you know, the more guys that she's been with. So the best ROI, as I always say, is chase excellence, not women. Double down on yourself. Don't make, you know, women your first priority or even your second priority. Make yourself and chasing excellence your priority date women spin the plates let the cream rise to the top let her come to you and say where do we stand and then if you really want to then you can decide to do something later on down the road you know ltr raise a family whatever it happens to be for you right but chasing like if 60 70 80 90 percent of the gals in your dating marketplace amount to one of these two options if you're 30 40 plus for example you do have option three, which is spend more time on yourself, spend less time with uh, ladies like this, or just limit your dating to maybe FWBs, um, you know, where you don't make any kind of a long-term commitment. So you don't invite crazy into your life or invite levels of chaos into your life. And, you know, if some nicer girls show up that don't have any problems or any of these issues, consider it then. That's my point. Anyway, um, it's a dilemma. It's a dichotomy that most men you know, seem to face, um, you know, from what I've heard anyway. Uh, so let's run the ad reel and we'll take questions on anything. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, 
and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, we're back. All right, guys, thanks for your patience. Uh, the call-in link is pinned at the top of the YouTube live chat. I, I keep forgetting to do this, but I'm just going to copy and paste um, YouTube link. So if you guys are watching this on Facebook or Twitter or Twitch or anywhere else, click that YouTube link, come on over, hit the like button, and join the conversation with the uh, live podcast there. Again, the link to join is pinned at the top. It says join and share your vote. We're past the vote share part, but uh, you guys can ask any question you want now, or if you still want to chime in on this topic, that's cool too. Um, all right, we got Son of Krypton here who wants to have a quick chat. Son of Krypton, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir, I can. Um, long, long time. What do you got for me tonight? Um, I've also heard your audiobook. And uh, yeah, man, you have literally changed my life as far as when it comes to women and finances. Coming back to the question, um, I think neither of them are a good choice. And the terrible uh, choices, actually. Yeah. Terrible choices. So I think for any high value man, especially in 30s or 40s, I think your health and your finances should be the top reasons for you to go about Yeah. So, so let me ask you this question. So where you live in your dating marketplace, if you blend those two options together, so women with children or women with a high notch count, what, what percentage of available women on the dating marketplace do they represent? I would probably say about 80% would be single mothers and 20% would be girls who just bounce around. Well, sorry, just to be clear, if you were to blend the two, so single moms and promiscuous women, so you've got women that aren't single moms or aren't promiscuous, on the other side, what percentage of women do these two categories represent in total? Probably about 60%. Okay. So you've got some options, right? But, but how do you tap into the, to that 40% of gals out there that don't bring another man's kids in tow or don't bring, um, baggage from being with 50, 60, hundred guys, right? Yeah. The answer to the question is, you know, like we said from the get-go when you first chimed in is become a better version of yourself, reinvest in yourself, right. and then your options expand. Yeah, that's true. You're All right. right. Appreciate you hopping in. Thanks, man. All right. Um, we've got Scott here. Let's give Scott a shout. Scott, what do you got for me tonight, my friend? Hey, Richard, I got a question for you. I'm 68 years old. And what is my place in the sexual marketplace? You never talk. You guys never talk about my age. Or am I just at the pasture? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple guys in my uh, community that are in their sixties. So, what's your question for me, Scott? 
what's my place? Am I uh, am I in the game? <laughs> no, no. It's just that it's just that I obviously need to appeal to the core audience, and that's also the you know the core group of guys that that generally call into my show. Like the average guy watching my show is about thirty five, so. I'm not. I'm not right. trying to run shows that are trying to appeal to you know 67 year old guys. But if you have a question for me, I'm happy to take it. Well, I'm I'm a single guy, divorced, and uh, I'm in the I'm in the game to get a uh, get remarried. Not remarried, but a long term relationship. So I was just wondering, uh, how does that play with me? You're you're how old? You said you're 60. 68. 68. Okay. Well, it looks like you're sitting in a nice car there, Scott. What are you sitting in? I'm sending a Prius. <laughs> a Prius. Yes, sir. I was I was looking at the seat in the window frame and I was thinking of something else. So you got me. Okay. Oh. So um you're 68 and what are you dealing with right now when you're dating women? Like what are the problems that you're running into? Uh they don't seem to be that interested for some reason, I, I guess, or what age range really... are you dating? Pardon? What age range do you normally date in? Uh, just around my age, actually. Okay, and you don't find them to be that interested in you? Why? I'm not sure. It's, it's interesting that they don't. They don't. Um, they're, they're typical single mothers. I mean, mothers are single, but uh, the kids are grown. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure why they don't, you know, respond. It's similar like they have kids at home. That's what they act. So I was just wondering I think what's that, going on with that. You know, I think that you're going to run into this with older women in general like their kids have grown up they've been married they've been divorced maybe more than once um you know their kids are all out of the house by the time they're in their 60s i would imagine so what do they need a man for right like that's like that's usually what i hear these women say is like what do i need a man for like you know what's a man going to do do for me right okay because it's because it's usually either financial resources that they can benefit from or you're going to you know, show them a good time in the bedroom, right? So right. usually when they're getting up to that age, they're like, well, you know, what's a guy going to do for me? I've already got money coming in for my ex. The alimony payments are still rolling in. Everything's good. Life is good. Correct. Money isn't a problem. Or maybe it's from two exes if she's been married a couple times, you know, if they're mm-hmm. smart sort of thing. And right. there's a there's a large abundant, like there's a lot of young guys out there that like older mm-hmm. women because they're easier. And these older women just, you know, like the younger guys because... You know, the theory is they're harder, right? So right. I think that's that's like one of the two areas that you got to overcome is, are you captivating? Are you interesting? You know, do you have resources that you can share with her, you know, show her interesting, fun things to do, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. how's your bedroom game, right? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's usually okay. those two things. So I don't know, like you'd have to tell me, you know, like what kind of feedback do you get? Well, what... They seem to be pretty good, but not really into it. You know, I'm not sure if because of their age or not. They, they tend to be harder and less agreeable, of course. Uh, but then yeah. also, what do you think? What what age range do you think I should seek in terms of relationships? At in my terms age? of relationship, I mean, I would go as young as you can. That's you know, that's willing to oh. enter your frame and have fun with you. You know, 40s, 50s, oh, maybe. Okay. Right. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right, man. I'll let all you right. know when I get there. I'm not quite there yet. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. See ya. Yeah, I got a few decades to go before I'm, you know, getting to that point. But look, I mean, I've got a guy in my uh, community. He's in early 60s. I think he's 62. 
very, very good shape. Um, good looking guy, you know, takes care of himself. Um, has has some game challenges, but overall he's pretty good. Um, dates pretty much any age range he wants. You know, if he wants to date 50-year-olds, he can. If he wants to date, you know, 20, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, he can. Um, connection, I think, is going to be harder for, like, the guys that are looking for long-term relationships, especially when you're 60s, you know, they may come, they may not come. It seems to be the goal of older guys, though, is like, you know, if you're in your 50s or 60s or somewhere in that range, they seem to be like, I just want a girlfriend, I want a relationship. And I think that if you can fill that cup with with male friendships, you know, with men and do cool shit with men, then you're not going to worry so much about having a long-term relationship or a girlfriend sort of thing. Um, that's just my advice, you know, find, find tribes of men. I obviously have my community. Um, people sometimes say, why don't you ever talk about it? Well, okay, there it is. You can learn more from that point over there. Start there. Um, all right. We've got a few more callers here. Got some time to take probably about three or four more. All right. Looks like we have a gal on the line. Let's give it to Liz. How you doing, Liz? Hi, good night. Thank you for receiving me. Um, I have a question yep. for you. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I am a single mom and a few okay. weeks I saw that you um, make a question or, well, not a question, but you make um, kind of a comment that says that um, single moms met, make uh, better men. Uh, so I wanted to ask, what things do I have to do to make my son an alpha and how do how can I, um, yes, how, what things do I have to make so he can be a better man? Okay. So just so I understand your question. So you're a single mom, you've got a son. How old is he? How old is he? He is five years old. And his father, where's his father? Um, his father is in another state and they don't have any relationship. Okay. Um, so he doesn't get to see his father? They don't talk to each other. No, uh, not because okay. of me, it's his decision. Okay, I see. Um, so do you have a strong, virtuous father that's nearby or a brother that can, you know, play the role of a stand-in uh, dad, you know, like an uncle for him? Uh, yes, I have uh, my father. He's, uh, he's uh, a good, um, a good uh, I, I think he's a good man and that he's strong and he can teach a lot of things. So, okay. Yeah. So he needs to be taught how to become a man by being around men, right? Like kids, kids watch what uh, adults do and they listen to very little of what they say, especially when they come teenagers. Like if you want to see how little a kid listens to you as a parent, wait till they turn into a teenager, like wait till they hit puberty. Right. So allow him opportunities to spend time with your dad. If do you have any brothers that are close by? Uh, I have a brother, but he lives in another state, so he really okay. doesn't see him a lot. But when mm -hmm. they talk to each other on, uh, I don't know, um, like a phone call or something, mm -hmm. they play like they talk about dinosaurs or space or cars. And I okay. think that um, is something that I try to tell and talk to him about, but... Mm -hmm. I think it's better when it comes from a man. 
Got it. Um, why doesn't the father want, want anything to do with your son? Um, I don't know. Um, he just, um, well, I think he's, he has, um, he has a perception that, um, he doesn't want to be a father. Uh, so he just disappeared from our lives. Like, um, a lot of time ago, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, four years ago, he disappeared. Okay, but you guys were together to for the first his, year, like he was in the Sorry, he um, wanted to make his what? No, we were, sorry? Sorry, he wanted to make his what? Um, no, we we were like, we were together, like um, I was his girlfriend and he was my boyfriend, but we were not together like living together or something we um we meet uh, but we always live in different states oh okay so it was like more of a hookup then um yeah we, we, we i mean we were on a relationship when i got pregnant but um mm -hmm. then after we he we, we okay. never like uh were living together or something yes Okay, so so it ended up you just picking the wrong guy. So my recommendation for a yes. kid that's five is there's probably an opportunity. I mean, there's probably an opportunity for him to get some exposure to men and other boys in something like Boy Scouts. Um, I would I would probably put him in that. Um, and then when he gets a little bit older, maybe about six or seven. I mean, you could even start him now at five. Like I see small children at the dojos too. Bring him bring him to some karate dojo and let him learn how to fight. Let him, you know, okay. get into combat with other kids. Let him learn how to defend himself. It's an incredibly useful tool. And it's probably one of the most masculine pursuits that boys without fathers can get into. That's Those would be my two main recommendations. Grandfather and get him into Boy Scouts and probably uh, some kind of dojo, some sort of combat sports. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, he really likes box. So, and he wants Put him in boxing, box yeah. classes. So, I will do it. Good. Thank you All so right. much Thanks, for Liz. your advice. Take care. All right. Let's give it to Ivan. What's up, buddy? You're on. Uh, you're muted. You're going to have to unmute yourself. Sorry. Hey, big, big, big fan of, uh, of your, your book. I read it uh, every once in a while. Cool. Um, what do you got for me tonight? More than once. Um, for example, for me, if I was to say anything, um, I have a vasectomy. Uh, I had my first vasectomy when my, well, my vasectomy, the only one, when my son was two. Uh, divorced the, the mom, myself divorced. And uh, one of the values that was always instilled in me was having family. And basically keeping family was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I, I would, I don't know, what would you say to somebody like for example my situation um considering family and long-term relationships when chances are this vasectomy cannot be reversed you've already got kids though right two um 16 and the boy is 13. and you want more kids is that what you're saying more than anything trying to, to attach to family or i guess it is more like the value that there is behind family so I don't know if it's always necessary to have a wife, but what would you think are some of the considerations considerations I should have? Okay, so I'm not sure I understand what the ask is here. So you've already got two kids. You've had a vasectomy. What mm -hmm. is the problem that you're trying to deal with? 
for a person that is heavily oriented, uh, family oriented, should I just simply mm. focus on my kids that are my biologically mine? Is that what you yeah. think would be the best yeah. choice? Are you are you still with the kid's mother or you're divorced? I, I am divorced. I've been divorced for about three years, four. How old are you? 33. Yeah, okay. Well, look, I mean, if you want more kids, then you, you're you going to have to get it reversed, obviously. I mean, there's a chance that you can get it reversed. There's other ways, you know, to deal with pregnancy. But, I mean, you've got to... You got to roll the dice now, man. You know, you can go out and have some fun and do whatever you want. So you've got kids, be in their lives. Like, do you have shared custody? Do you see your kids a lot? Uh, about about 50-50 when I am in town. Right now, I'm in military training. So okay. uh, I home, I'm a teacher, and I do get to see them. About 50-50, yeah. no child support. In invest in your kids then, right? I mean, you've already, you know, you've passed on your DNA. You've done your duty. You've scattered your seeds. So invest in those kids, you know? be the kid's father, show them what a man is, do manly things with them. Um, if you want more kids and that's something that you can contemplate, you know, if you want later on down the road, but um, invest in the ones that you have right now. I mean, like the question about family and kids and vasectomy and all that sort of, sort of stuff is kind of irrelevant unless you've got good mother stock that you're entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, is she a good woman that's going to be a good mother? Is she the kind of gal that, you know, you vetted for red flags, you've been with her for a while, you know what she's all about the relationship's been tested, you know, you've tested her for stress. She's got the bright triad traits, not the dark triad traits. Like then maybe you can have a conversation with about, okay, well, can I reverse the vasectomy? Can I have kids another way? Right. Can we do it under a, a microscope and a Petri dish sort of thing? Right. But yeah. that doesn't matter right now because you don't have that option, right? You don't, you're not dealing with mother stock. You're not saying, Hey, Rich, you know, I've been dating this girl for two years and she's you know, the sun, moon and the stars and everything's perfect and she has no red flags. And, you know, there's this question coming up now that doesn't matter. Now it's like, OK, you've scattered your seed. You got the kids invest in the ones that you have and then live your life when you don't have them. Right. When they're with their mom. All righty. OK. All right. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, Once again, uh, Rich, uh, thank you for the book. I big fan. I promote it every time I get a chance. Thank you. And guys, if you've read the book, please on Amazon, leave a five-star written review uh, and just let guys know what value you've got from reading it. It's available on Amazon and print Kindle and Audible. Thanks, Ivan. Appreciate it. All right. What do we got here? A couple more uh, calls I think we can take here. Let's see what's going on in the chat. You guys are pretty active tonight. Good to see everybody. Yeah, Jerry says focus on your kids. Yeah, the question about the vasectomy doesn't really matter. I mean, you're not even dealing with a gal that's that's even going to be qualifiable, good, you know, for mothers. So why does it even matter? Enjoy having the vasectomy, you know, I suppose. Um, all right, let's take a, a few more here. We got uh, Brandon. Brandon, what do you got for me, buddy? You're muted. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. What do you got for me tonight, my man? How you doing? I just wanted to ask you a question about gaining weight. Um, so mm -hmm. like more particularly in the muscle area. So I'm about six foot on um, 160 and I eat fairly amount, a fairly good amount, but I struggle to just keep the weight. So do you have any pointers How old are you? in that regard? How old are you? I'm 20. Yeah, you're still young, man. You got a fast metabolism. That was Look, when I was, when I was, uh, I'm going to say 17, 18, I weighed about 160 pounds and I'm about six foot two. 
it wasn't until I was about 21, 22 that I hit about 180, 185 pounds. When you're young and you've got that kind of metabolism like you have right now, which is exactly what I had, you can eat everything all day long right. and it's very, very hard for you to put on weight and muscle, right? So do you right. train right now? Yeah. Do you go to a gym? I don't go to a gym, no. Okay. Well, if you want to, if you want to put on size, if you want to put on some muscle, you're going to have to eat like lots of calories, ideally protein, uh, fats and some carbs. Um, I mean, you can up the carbs cause you're skinny anyway, so it doesn't matter, but eat lots of, of, of calories, eat five, six meals a day, eat throughout the day and train like five days a week. Sleep. Okay. That's really all, all right. that you have to do. And all right. Your body will produce more testosterone, more growth hormone when you're sleeping. All that stuff will happen naturally, but you have to lift weights. You're not going to put on muscle if you're not lifting weights. All right. All right. Is that all you got, got for me on this Appreciate one, it. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah. Definitely got to definitely got to pick up heavy stuff and put it down, man. You know they have those uh, body types: endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph. I can't even remember what they were. Uh, endo see what the endomorph mesomorph ectomorph yeah that's what it was it's funny as soon as you google ectomorph endomorph mesomorph they give you body types with women like this is where google is going they don't even give you body types with men let me here let me refine this search here you go uh where's the chart they they used to have this simple chart okay well we'll just use the women version then because that's all they're giving me See, this is what you guys get now. <laughs> Freaking Google. So ectomorph is fairly lean. Picture this as men, obviously. You know, you got skinny dude. You're going to have more of a V-taper muscular dude here. And then you got the endomorph, which is like the heavier set, like the power lifter guys, right? Um, this was me when I was a kid. I was just skinny. Obviously, it's <laughs> fucking pictures here. But you get the idea. Um ectomorphs are hard gainers so you're going to have to eat a lot of calories you're going to have to lift heavy ass weights ideally compound movements bench press squats deadlifts um you know stuff like that that recruit lots of muscle fiber um and just go to failure you know it's the best advice i can give you if you're a skinny uh, tall kid uh let me check here in the so guys Oz has a question about red flags. I like red flags. Let's do that question. Oz, how you doing, buddy? You're muted, by the way. Am I, you can go. you hear me? Yeah. What's your question you got for me? Yeah. So now in your book, you say it's 20 red flags, and um, I haven't read the whole book yet. But um, but I'm curious to know if, because most of the women in Western countries, they, they're going to have red flags, right? So are there any yeah. red flags that the woman can have that she can work on or, or the, a man can accept it? For example, I'll, okay. I'll give an example. A promiscuous yeah. thing cannot be fixed. Like once it's done, the damage is done. Hissy fix right. maybe, you know, someone can work on their attitude and they can fix it. So are there a list of any red flags that they can be fixed? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so if you guys haven't got the red flag chapter here, let me put the banner down at the bottom. Uh, so change the ticker. You can opt into my email list, go into entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags. You can get the red flag chapter for free. There's 20 red flags. 
So let me just look at my list over here because I've got it in front of me. So there are certain things that can be fixed. And fixing these things, by the way, has to be their choice. You can't say fix this red flag or else. It has to be like the way that I would generally handle it. So let's say that, um, I don't know, uh, she's the kind of gal that competes with you, okay? Um, my car's faster than you. My house is nicer than yours, blah, blah, blah. You know, like that kind of chick. Then all you have to say is, look, Becky, I really like you and everything, but I don't date girls that try to compete with me. That's all you have to say. Now, you leave that ball in, in her court and you plant the seed and let her see if she's going to do something about that. If she's going to protest, if she's going to boss bitch you out and just, you know, lecture you, then it's a lost cause. Just let it go. And you should have other options. That's like the whole point of spinning plates. So if you want to be a little more pointed about it, then you can say, look, you know, you've got extreme jealousy issues. I really think that you should see a therapist about that and see if you can fix it because you're making mountains out of molehills, out of things that don't exist. And I don't date women that are going to, you know, behave like that, you know, sort of thing. Or I'm not going to invite a woman like that into my life on a long-term basis is another way to put it. So yeah. again, uh, Oz, it's got to be a choice that they make. It's not something that you can cram down their throat. And there's certain things that they can't change. You know, like you said, like if she's a single mom, she's not going to change that. If she's got yeah. a huge notch count, she can't change that. But if she's yeah. the kind of girl that's using Instagram to seek validation yeah. and attention online yeah. from other people, specifically men, you could tell her, look, I don't date girls that use Instagram to seek attention and validation from other men. You can use how it much for energy, sorry, um, how much energy no. or how, how much, because uh, you gotta, you gotta be able to communicate that message across, right? And some girls will, will uh, respond in a different way. So how, how much, how many times do you have to reiterate that to a girl that, Hey mate, I, I, I I don't like this thing or I don't like the girl who's atten seeking attention because I know in long term it's going to be detrimental, uh, have a de detrimental effect on a relationship. I don't think that it should be an ongoing conversation. It should be okay. stated. It should be stated firmly and it shouldn't yeah. have to be restated on a continuous basis. I mean, for example, so let's use the seeking attention online like the Instagram girl. Yeah, yeah, Becky, I really dig your vibe and everything. I have a lot of fun with you, you know, because she's having the conversation. She's now like, where do we stand? I really yeah, like exactly. you. You know, you seen yeah. anybody else? Okay. Hey, Becky, you know, I really dig your vibe too. I think you're a lot of fun, but I don't invite women into my life that use social media to seek attention, validation from other guys online. So if you want to be with me, you can either make your Instagram private and just use it to post, you know, photographs of family events and stuff like that, like most people do, or you can delete it. Right. That's it. And then see what she does with that. Yep. Ah, okay. you're too controlling. Yeah, you know, you've got a small yeah. PP. Da, da, da. You know, she freaks out. Yeah. Fuck off. We'll see you later. Go away. I'm done with you. you yeah. Know? Because yeah. you have I'll other options. Right. Right? Just, but a good woman yeah. will say, just, just right, one Oz, you're absolutely right. Yeah, look, I think about. they say it, but they, they say it for the time being and they come back with the same. They go back to square one and they go, okay, maybe the mm. whole thing that I just explained last week didn't uh, resonate with them for too long. So uh, that's the, that's where it is. Uh, you had a good question today, like, you know, the, the promiscuous woman or the uh, single mom. I've dated both. The, I wanted to know, was there age age bracket for these girls? Like, were they like a 20-year-old single mom or 20-year-old promiscuous girl? or 30-year-old they... was the question. So identical 30-year-old oh, twins, yeah. 30 year old, yeah, definitely the, the promiscuous girl in that case. Not that they are, they are she's a she's any good but if i've only got two options then that'll be the the choice the, the one All thing right. i wanted to know rich for the 10 percent group uh you said you started 10 percent group where people can uh, join in what's the um what what do, what do we get for the 10 percent um 
for people who want to, are interested in joining in that 10% group? Good question. Um, you can go to the website, entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash community, and it's all explained yep. on that page. Uh, you're in Australia, by the way. Um, there was a bunch of Aussies that just had a meetup on the Gold Coast. Um, so we okay. do have members there. We don't have a ton, but we do have members there. Yep. If you're making over $100,000 a year, then the 1% yep. is a better group for you. If you're if you're a little bit of a younger guy, you're you know trying to hash out you know life and some basic details, and the temper sets a good starting place. Okay, um, and do we get to ask questions in the, in those calls with you or not with me? There's oh. monthly Zoom calls with the admin uh, guys. There's four admin guys right now. Uh, okay. Two of them are in the live chat: uh, Jaron and uh, Moff. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's a couple others as well. So they run the Zoom calls. I'm not in the Zoom calls. The 10% is not a group that I run. To be clear, it's run by the admin guys. Uh -huh. okay. It's basically a staging uh, area for you guys to graduate up to the next uh, one tier, which is the one that I run. Cool. All right, mate. Thanks very much. Jeez. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got room for one more, maybe. All right. Let's see what we got in the chat here funny as hell topic thoughts on naming your son uh can i ask a question about building gender relationship all right let's give it to brandon i thought we had brandon on didn't we have brandon on already i don't know let's see here semi-related add to the topic reversals okay let's give it to scott scott what do you got for me tonight bud Scott, do you have a microphone? Scott does not have a microphone. All right. Um, what happened to I comment? He's got a good question here. So one of the questions that showed up here in the... Um, uh, oh, here we go. Brandon, he's got a question about genuine relationships. Let's give it to Brandon. There you go. You're, you're muted, bud. Go ahead. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, so thanks for taking my call again. So pretty much this question, I just wanted to ask about, like, building relationships as a young man because pretty much since I graduated from high school almost three years ago, I haven't really built another or any more genuine, I guess, you know, childhood-ish friendships. And now that I don't really associate with many people from high school, I'm sort of stuck in, like, this gray area where I don't really have any more people to, I guess, genuinely hang out with. Um, oh, besides, dude. like, I guess my teammates, I run across country too, so I have them. But like I said, I'm not really on that level. So I guess the question is, how do I build more genuine relationships as a young man? How old are you? A 20. 20. Where do you live? I'm, I'm from New York, Buffalo. Okay. Um, so you run track. What else do you do in your spare time? Uh, so right now I'm, I'm currently doing an internship and I also work a part-time job and I'm, I'm, I'm in school full time. So sort of busy. Okay. So um, look, I mean, you're going to form genuine friendships and relationships with good men when you're able to test them and they're able to test you. And one of the best ways to do that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys will be like, just go out with your friends and Sarge and get girls. Okay. That's, that's kind of one way to do it. It's not the best way in my opinion, go and join a dojo, learn how to fight, pick some kind of combat sport. And then you'll find that the guys there, one, they're not pussies. They're mostly alpha males. If anybody is weak, then they usually get weeded out quick or they level up and they become better. But these are like, these are the kind of guys that you want in your life, right? Like you want 
you want guys that know how to fight because if because if shit ever goes down, you want friends by your side that right. you know can you know got your back, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I find that guys like that are great. Um, clubs, uh, supercar clubs, obviously, is where I roll at your age. I would I would probably find. I mean, if you're a car guy or a motorcycle guy, do you like that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm in the cars a little bit. I have a car. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a too big. I watch car videos, you know. I mean, I'm you know sort of. So yeah, so don't just sit there consuming content, watching car videos. Join your right. local Facebook group in in Buffalo for whatever car brand you own, right? And then go to the meetups and meet the right. guys, and you know, go for the drives and have the coffees and maybe do the rallies and stuff like that, right? Um, you're only going to form the relationships if you invest the time into the friendships, right? Well, and you start somewhere. testing them, obviously, and they start testing you. So, you know, testing in the car community could be drag racing. Like that's how we used to te test each other when I was your age, right? Like we'd go to the drag strip, and it was either motorcycles or cars. When I was riding sport sport bikes. We drag race sport bikes. We would test each other on the drag strip. The tree would drop the lights. We would rip it down the strip, and the time would come out. And that was the way that we would test each other, right? Right. All right. Now I men, men must compete, right? See, because women choose in life, but men must compete. No, that's a fact. All right. You're right. I appreciate it. Thanks All right, Brandon. Thanks, buddy. See ya. All right. Uh, last one. I'm going to give it to my friend Charles because I just saw him pop in. So, Charles, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Rich? Good to see Good. you, my friend. So, what do you got for me Likewise. tonight? Likewise. Oh, um, well, regarding the topic of this show, um, I kind of want to go back because I just started watching it. Me and Baker okay. are actually wait, waiting to go go to Salsa at about nine. So, I thought okay, I'd Okay, so let me, let me pose yeah. a question for you. So, there's two identical 30-year-old twin sisters um, and they chose two different paths in life. Actually, I've got the wrong survey up. Yeah. Um, let me just read this one over here. So, so they went two different paths in life. One is a, yes. a divorced single mom of three small kids. She's got a notch count of two, married the second guy, uh, very young at, at, at 21, stayed with him, got divorced or her twin sister who spent her twenties running around partying, traveling, racking up a notch count of 50 plus, not committing to any guys, which one would you choose and why? Uh, I want to answer with the same answer, but with two approaches. Uh, so if you recall, when we were at that lake on the Hero's Trip, there was a pile of dog shit on the floor. And I noticed mm. it and I said to you, uh, hey, watch, there's a pile of dog shit. Let's just walk around it right, mm. and move on. So, you know, first thing I would do is not worry too much about why there is a pile of dog shit and what the dog ate and all the details about the dog shit that we have to deal with, mm -hmm. um, which, which is kind of goes back to what 50 shade was saying earlier, work, working on yourself, chase excellence. But another way of approaching the answer is there was a point when the single mom in your question was not a single mom, right? There was a point when she was 21, 22, she was relatively innocent and she wanted to have a family. Um, maybe she had, I mean, a, according to your hypothesis question, she might have made a mistake or she divorced the guy or she was unfortunate, you know, he died and she, she was widowed. Whatever the cause is for her being a single mother, there was a point she wasn't a single mother, which means you just have to work on yourself and be very patient and figure out where that woman is before she became a single mother 
and have children with her. Okay, so you'd pick the single mom. Uh, well, yeah, if there's no third option, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the third option is the obvious option, which is neither, and just find mm -hmm. a gal with a low notch count that doesn't have another man's kids in tow. But that wasn't the part, well, part of the survey. Women were not born with children, right? Somebody Correct. put a children in them. So what I'm saying is you just have to be that person. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Instead man. of being somebody's, you know, second sloppy second. Yes, definitely not the best choice to make. All right. Um, yep. I'm at the 90 minute mark. You guys have fun tonight. Salsa dancing. Enjoy yourselves. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay, brother. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. Uh, so I guess with that being said, I'm going to wrap up the uh, show. Thanks, everybody, that uh, chimed in. It was an interesting show to kind of do it this way. I, I figured I'd want to do it more of like a call-in for some more interaction with you guys. If you enjoyed that, let me know in the comments below. And, um, you know, offer some feedback. Let me know what you want to see other shows done on in the future. And uh, I'll definitely contemplate it. So with that being said, you guys have an amazing night and uh, we'll see you guys very, very soon. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha Community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt, and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.